Hey, I'm Sydney, and I don't really like life change. As a matter of fact, I think it's actually part of my personality. It's woven in my DNA. But we all have to deal with it. Moving, dating, and new jobs, you name it, we've all been there or we're still going through it. This is a podcast about changes in life, dealing with them, embracing them, and ultimately asking, can anyone else relate to this? Hey guys, happy Wednesday. This episode is all about relationships. My friend Abby and I sat down last week via Zoom and talked about dating, getting ghosted, being rejected, my fear of rejection. (laughs) And by the end, Abby tries to guess how many dates I've been on, which, hint, it's not as much as I thought. (laughs) Uh, We had so much fun making this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. I sent. I must talk slower during this podcast. I do too. Honestly, I talk so fast and loud and same. Ah. So very slow, even when I get spicy. Spicy. I sent. I have. I do have a beer that I'm drinking. Just by the time we get to important things, it'll numb the pain. <laughs> I have this giant bottle of wine. <laughs> I love. Oh my gosh. I figured once we get rolling, like, it'll, then, you know, you get the, the easy stuff done with first, and then. Okay, so my friends, a group of my friends and I have matching wine glasses that all say bitch pack, you know, like. I love that. Like, Taylor Swift, so. I love that. Oh my gosh. This, the, the easy stuff is, like, most of what I deal with. And then it, like, just accumulate, like, it, all my emotions will, like, accumulate by the end to, like, oh, this, like, one yes. breakup where I cried for, like, like, Robin saw me. I could not stop crying. And, like. <laughs> she told me. She, like, she texted me the next day. She was, like, she, like, sick, call me crying in, like, the middle of the night. And I was, like, and I was, like, oh, but this isn't new. She's, like, oh, I've had plenty of practice with you and all your breakups. I'm, like, great. <laughs> I literally was, like, guys, I can't stop crying. <laughs> I, it was waterworks all the way. Actually, I cried recently over a boy. It was dumb, but I'll talk. We'll discuss it. We will discuss it. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so I, I, you know, I downloaded the dating apps way too fast after this breakup I had, mm. and now I'm, I'm literally like, I'm, I'm off of them for at least a month. I have to take a break, and it might be longer. Hopefully, a lifetime, because they're just full of people who just are emotionally unavailable in my my perspective. Maybe I'm just casting the wrong net in the wrong places. Okay, this can be an encouraging story. (laughs) My coworker, who is older than us, she's like 30, um, she met her husband on Hinge, and it was her first Hinge date ever. Oh my gosh. Was like 28, like it was recent, and that just like hearing that kind of gave me hope. There are, like, yeah, there well, are. I know plenty of people. Good who have people. Yeah. I, as you sent me the questions, I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I have many thoughts on this. <laughs> I mean, what is your current view on dating apps? Are you like on them right now or on one? So. My current view, so I am not currently on dating apps. Um, I was, and you mm-hmm. definitely were on dating apps. I think you've been doing them longer. You were actually one of my inspirations for getting oh. on dating apps. I'm unfortunately <laughs> a lot of people's inspiration. <laughs> I have plenty of friends who have used them. So when I went through a serious breakup last summer, mm-hmm. I like took a long break from dating, but then... Um, at the beginning of 2021, I made a sweeping declaration that I was going to start dating. It's still a pandemic. Really, the only way to meet new people was through dating apps. Yeah. So I downloaded Hinge, at Hinge, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I have deleted it. I have deleted it. <laughs> it um, was designed still- to be deleted. <laughs> 
it's still on my phone, but I paused my profile. But I used it from like end of February until, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. But Mm -hmm. the reason why I stopped, I'm not currently on it, is because I have a lot of travel coming up for the summer. Yeah. Like I'm going to be overseas for about a month and I have some, a lot of personal travel too. Yeah. And one of my dating app rules is just knowing what I want and knowing what's realistic and meeting someone. Like if I went on a date tonight with someone and then had to tell them, Hey, I leave for vacation next week. I'm gone after that for a month. We could talk, but it would take considerable efforts on both of our parts. And that's not something that I particularly want to invite someone into right now. But I like, I've enjoyed dating apps. I've enjoyed getting to meet new people and go new places. So I think I'll go back on probably at the end of the summer. Um, I'm not turned off from it too Mm. much, but I am not currently on, but that's a personal, like for personal reasons, because I'm not going to set someone up for having to either commit really soon or go on like hey we got went on a couple dates but now we can't see each other for a month and that's just a weird it's a weird situation yeah for the beginning of a whatever Definitely. and in those situations it's yeah it's kind of pointless because it's like well the point especially at the beginning is you meet someone and you're hanging out um yeah it should I, be fine at the beginning exactly <laughs> um I hope if I do download them again it might be the end of the summer. You see, my problem is, is that where I live, there's a small pool. And so when it it gets to the point where Hinge will be like, we've run out of all of your preferences. And then it just restarts again. It's done that three (laughs) times, I think. And so I keep seeing people where I'm like, I know that person. I know that person. That person was friends with my ex. Like I, you know, it's just, there's got, maybe I should start something. Like if I, if I want to be dating, I, maybe should just do something else because the apps in in this little town are not doing it. But I think they can't, they're not all bad. Like there are, I've met some really good people on them. Um, and some people that I still talk to and yeah, I mean, there's some positive trying not to have like negativity bias about it, but (laughs) no, for sure. And I think a lot of it, it is a numbers game. Um, Like there are a lot of people that I immediately disqualify either based on superficial or not superficial reasons. Yeah. Um, And then even the people who I swipe on, then there's not always a guarantee that they'll match with me. Yeah. And there's not a guarantee that we'll talk. Yeah. And then there's really not a guarantee that we'll actually go on a date. So. And then you're going to go on a date and it's like, you can't <laughs> guarantee this person's going to like me when they like actually meet me in real life. <laughs> exactly. So it is, it is a bit of a numbers game. Timing is kind of weird. Yeah. With it. Yeah. So I think my biggest takeaway from using dating apps has been to just really lower my expectations of not of the people I still want to keep the standards that I have of what I'm looking for but just to recognize that just because someone says nice things to me for a couple of days online or even if someone like goes out with me for a couple of times it does not mean anything there's a lot more steps before anything can actually progress um so I think that that's been good for me to kind of figure out how to, for lack of a better use, like guard my heart and my head in those situations of like, this cute boy bought me a drink. Well, I'm just going to marry him. Yeah. You're just being more realistic (laughs) realistic about the situation. And I mean, maybe it's just because I've gone on a number of first dates, at least. I feel like for me, I have little expectation that it's going to work. I mean, I guess maybe I'm not actively thinking about it. I'm just like, oh, this is another activity I'm doing today or this week or whatever. But I'm not putting a lot of, like, hope in the dating apps leading me to, like, a really good long-term boyfriend or my future husband. It's just kind of like they're just there. I feel like I have no, like, philosophy about them, but – I, yeah, I mean, a lot of my dates I go on 
either, I mean, like, I've been on a lot of first dates, so they either, they're pretty much a flop, and it's either, like, I'm not interested, or they're not interested, um, and at first I used to take that personally, but now I just kind of move on. I mean, is that, like, what, do you feel like you've changed with, like, dating at all? I think... Yeah, I think my heart has, like, hardened a little bit more. Like, I've gotten better at um, taking that rejection. And rejection sucks. It doesn't matter if it's from another person or a job or whatever. Whatever the rejection is. Rejection is just – it's hard. Um, So my new policy has been if we have spent less time together than contestants on The Bachelor – then I don't get to cry about it. Okay, that is a good policy. I, um, yeah, like, I, I cried about a boy recently, and I felt so dumb for it, but the situation was we went on a date, and I thought it was going really well, and at the end of the date, he kissed me, and then he said, like, he was, like, asking about my weekend plans, right? So that, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm gonna see this boy again, he's cute, and then the next day, I felt so confident in him that I texted him. I usually don't text after that because of my fear of rejection. I just would rather us both, like, not talk to each other than <laughs> me reach out and be rejected. I'm the opposite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I texted him because I was so sure that he was into me. And he took, like, a whole day to respond. And it was the first time in so long that I've been, like, checking my phone, like, is this guy going to respond? And when he did, he was like – actually, I didn't feel a spark, and that's, like, a pretty good, um, sign for me and stuff, and I was waterworks after that, and I'm, like, why do I care so much about this? He didn't, he, and I was, like, Sydney, you're crying over this guy that you don't even know, like, what? Right. No, I think if, I definitely, if we've gone out a couple of times, which I would like to preface that I just went on dating apps at the end of February. I don't think I've been out with as many people as you. I've been kind of pickier about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm honestly not very picky. Um, Just ask anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also taken some breaks and stuff from it, and I had some travel in there. Um, But there's been a couple people where I've gone out you know, on a couple of dates with, and at that point, once you start, you know, I don't know, going over to each other's places or, um, maybe meeting people's friends or even starting to have some of those conversations, not sharing all your personal trauma, but starting to engage in some of those deeper conversations. It's easy for me to kind of blow it up in my mind, even if it's not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so if we've gone out a couple of times and then, it's broken off for whatever reason, if it's on my part or on their part. Um, I definitely am sad about it. Yeah. Mostly because of, I think for me, like at first I'll be sad about that situation, but then it kind of opens up some past wounds. Yeah. So it's never specifically about like, and I'll always tell my friends whenever I'm like upset and talking to them, I'm like, it's not about this guy. And they're like, no, I know it's not. I know yeah. that this is deeper things and but but I think for me it's so funny that you say that you would rather just like both ghost each other kind of like a co-ghosting yes for me I I've only been ghosted once (laughs) I did have someone um I've only gone a couple of dates but yeah one guy texted me the next day and told me that he wasn't feeling it and I also hadn't really been feeling it so I was kind of grateful I think if he had asked me on a second date I probably would have said yes just because he wasn't I don't know mean or anything yeah yeah on the second date um but I was really grateful that he said that just because it gave me closure and like kind of a quick wrap up right but I went on a date that um, honestly, I probably shouldn't have gone on the date. It was like pretty soon after I had been like going out on a couple of dates with a different guy and that didn't work out. But then this mm-hmm. other guy asked me and I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, but he, we, it went really well. Yeah. And then that no follow up, nothing, which is totally fine. Right. But for me, I think that I get in my head about it. I start yeah. thinking like, 
oh, was I not pretty enough? Did I say something weird? Did I do something wrong? Yes. Did you find out some secret about me on the internet? <laughs> I feel the same way. I, 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 I tend to personalize a lot of things. But yeah, I always think, especially because if I go on a date with someone that is like a little bit more, seems like a little bit more introverted or quiet, I'm always thinking, oh, I was too much on that date. Like I was talking too much. Or I was too loud. I used my hands too much. Like, yeah, was I not pretty enough? Like, um, and that itself too, I mean, it's easier for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to think these things that aren't true, but I don't want to reach out to someone and then them like verify it, like these negative thoughts. So that's part of the co-ghosting. Also like, yeah, I mean, it's, I was so sure about that one guy and I felt like we had a good conversation and then to have him change his mind, like that's totally fine. We talked for two hours. It wasn't like we knew each other, but um, yeah, you can put a lot of weight on a person and a guy and this is actually what you were saying earlier about um, talking to somebody um, for a while and then it might kind of not work out or something. It, it, it leads me to think of like a situationship situation, situation, which I don't know how you would define it, but I remember the first time I like met someone from a dating app that I really liked. We were hanging out a lot and I really... I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I actually like this guy. And then he was, like, talking about going on dates with other girls, which is fine. That's on, you know, but at the time, I was like, what? What are you talking about? You said that you liked me. And, um, and so we kind of got in this, not argument, but a heated discussion with lots of opinions. And I mean, I apologize the next day because I guess I realistically, I didn't understand that that's how dating worked. Um, and then, so that happened and we continued hanging out and we, you know, had these good conversations. Um, and he was also kind of, he had broken up, he had gotten broken up with and then him and his ex were like kind of getting back together. And so I had to sit down and be like, hey, like I really like you. Um, and I want to like actually date you and he, and I knew in my mind what the answer was going to be, but I had to say it. And then yeah. he said, I just want to be friends. And in a way, like after that, when we had the discussion, we continued talking. Um, so I, you know, I was very much like, I do like this person as a person, but to have this ambiguous, like, what are we? And I like you, but, like, you're not feeling the way about me, you know? it's It was just such a weird time for me, like, figuring out dating, too, for that to be, like, my first real interaction with liking somebody from a dating app. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's crazy. I avoid situationships at all costs um it's my life Abby I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> but I would so I would define a situationship as <clears throat> anything where you are hanging out spending time together one or both of you likes the other person mm -hmm. but it's not defined in a mutually exclusive relationship setting and sometimes that the situationships are good. Like they're moving towards being in a relationship. If you've gone out with someone a couple of times, you're getting to know each other. Um, you're dating. That's just what dating is. You right. know, if you went to a friend when you're out, you're not going to introduce them as your boyfriend or girlfriend, right. um, but they still mean something to you. You're supposed to start to get to know them and all that. But I think where it gets dangerous is when it goes on for so long and either you have never had more serious conversations to determine if you're aligned, whether that be in the actual destiny of your relationship right. or just aligned in other things. Um, like where the moving on point is. Right. Know? Yeah. And I think like Claire, like because of that, I, and I've been in situationships before all over the board where someone likes me and I don't like them, but yep. we're friends. I've done it in reverse where I like them, but they yep. don't like me. And I've done it where we're 
just kind of hanging out. We both like each other, but maybe we know it's not going to work or we haven't talked about things yet. So now, especially with people from dating apps, because it's not like we have shared, at least because I live in a city where I wasn't raised in. So I don't have mutual friends with people that I go on dates with. I mean, I'm sure if I really dug, I'm sure we both know someone in the same circle. But but you're pretty much like new people. Right. But like, so my policy is, is that I, I'm pretty upfront with the fact that, and it's one of the reasons why I'm not on dating apps right now, because if I was, I'd be just doing it for fun, not for like a relationship, but I am serious in that I would like to date, go on dates with someone with the goal of a relationship. Um, And I have a couple of like major deal breakers. Like I want someone who loves Jesus the way that I love Jesus Um, and things like that, where um, we don't have to talk about them on the first date necessarily, but if we've gone out three, four or five times and we still haven't talked about those things, then that's a problem. Like I am very intentional about bringing those things up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I just start getting invested and then it can come out that we're just not on the same page about our politics or religion or our life goals or our personal time, whatever. And that's okay. If we're not on the same page, it's okay. If you have different beliefs than me or want different things from me, but it means that I'm not the right person for you. And I'm not going to invest any more in that because it's just going to hurt me in the end. That's, um, that's interesting because I'm not very intentional on dating apps. Like I, I'm just not a very, I'm not a very, like, rule kind of person or type A person. Like, my life is just not together ever. But, um, so when I go on dates, I cast the net very wide. And then I am very upfront about my religious beliefs, about my political beliefs, about who I am as a person. And the thing is, is, like, the other person might not share any of that. But then I just grow an attachment to people easily. So a situationship to me is born from we really don't have that much in common or there's something that's preventing us from pursuing each other or whatever. Um, but with the dating apps, it's usually like we don't really don't have anything in common, but we like hanging out with each other. And so um, I guess that's not even a situationship. It's just like you're friend zoned at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, in those instances, I don't know, like, I'm also bad about bad, I'm just bad at, like, a lot of things, which probably explains why I've been on so many first dates, um, but (laughs) with boundaries, like, I talked about this one person I met on Hinge, and, uh, this person said that they were gonna move away in a certain amount of time, and so there was a pretty clear boundary of this is not gonna be anything, but we just happened to hang out more and more. And I mean, by the end of it, I was like, look, like, not that I was like, oh, I like you, but I was like, I really like the person that you are, you know, if if I'm looking for a boyfriend in the future, this is kind of what you are is what I want in a boyfriend and these things. So it's, it, and maybe and that was, you know, can be taken as encouragement for me. I was like, I have grown to like you, but you know, um. That was a that was a good boundary for me mentally to have so that I wasn't like, what if this was a thing when it was right. never gonna be a thing? Yeah, I try I just try to bring up I don't like sit down on the first date and be like, So tell me who'd you vote for? Or Are something. you a liberal? Okay, that's right. the thing. <laughs> like what are your theological beliefs? Um, right. But I do I that you can just kind of tell based on how people like what yeah. they talk about and stuff, but I do make it a point to just be open. I think in past serious relationships, I've definitely lost part of me. I've be, tried to fit myself into the person that someone else wanted me to be. Yeah. And I don't ever want to do that again. So yeah. I'm trying to be very upfront just about who I am and yeah. what I do and what I believe and what I'm looking for too. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I know what I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's always changing, but at this point, and for a lot of people that I go on dates with or would like to go on dates with, um, they also hopefully are you know more starting to get settled into a career, having a life in Dallas or wherever. And um, yeah, and so it's 
it's not like when I dated people in like high school or college or even right after college where a lot of people just don't fully know what they want yet, which is totally okay because that's where you're at in life. Right. But I'm no longer in that place in my life. I know what I want and where I want to be. And so if someone doesn't line up with that, it's okay if they're in a different place, but it means that that place doesn't include me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think one of my fears is that I would lose myself in a relationship. And and it's easier to kind of think through that when you're not in a relationship because there's so many emotions tied into it. Um, and I'm also, you know, a big people pleaser too. So it's, it's, yeah, I feel like it's so important for me to kind of backtrack and think about what I want. And, and when you're, I'm going on a date thinking about like, what I think of this person and not trying to mold to them and not trying to be like, what do they think of me? You know? Um, so that's, that's something I need to work on and something I am working on, but that, yeah, kind of like inter not interviewing the person, but kind of interviewing the person, like, (laughs) you know, I will say the one thing about situationships that when they end, it's not a breakup, right? It's more of a break off, but they, you can feel, I don't know. I've had so many people and even myself who have been like, well, we weren't dating. So like, it's so silly that I'm crying over this or that I'm upset over this or that I need space or whatever. But if you were hanging out long enough and started to get your emotions invested in that other person, 1000%, it's normal to feel that way and to, you know, to have to process that and think, yeah, I, I may, you know, I was in this and now I'm not in this. And I think you think that you can't be justified in feeling bad, but first of all, you always are, your feelings are always justified no matter what they are. You cared about this person and you had a trusting relationship, you know, not relationship, but you had a trusting like mutual, yeah, relationship with each other. And, um, it's, it's like a more, a little bit more than a friend where if, you know, at least for me, like, I just grow this attachment to people so easily. And so when you're kind of fading out of my life, it's really sad. I mean, regardless Ah. of who you are, but it kind of makes it, you know, because a situationship is like the bridge between a relationship and a friendship, it just, it hurts a lot. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to like one time when I, you know, confessed my feelings to a friend and he didn't feel the same way, I felt immense rejection. Like, not like, oh, I'm being rejected by, like, you know, this guy I went on a date with. I just felt so rejected because he knows me. Um, right. And so it was devastating, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so hard. And I think also in Christian culture, which we both date within yeah. that context, it can be hard, and I really struggle with, yeah, I see a lot of people who don't really date a lot or get married really young, which means that they probably just by circumstance don't date a lot, um, things like that. And that can be hard for me every time I go through either like a ghosting situation or a situationship because I feel like, Oh, look, there's another one or something. And that can be hard to process when I feel like I'm in this culture of people who it just feels like they just get it right on like their first first try. try. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm on try number, I don't even want to know, you know. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, that's going back to these insecurities I feel and these kind of, I guess you could say cognitive distortions if we're talking in therapy talk of because it's not working out. I must be too much for everybody or I must not be pretty enough or whatever. And it's so easy for me when I'm on dating apps to feel that way. When I'm not, I'm like, ignorance is bliss. I don't care what you think about me. But when you keep getting rejected, you're like, there's got to be something wrong with me. I mean, um, even though in the reality of the situation, like, we're all crazy unique and it's, I'm probably not going to be compatible with 99% of people out there anyway. Right. So, uh, it's, yeah. it's so hard. And comparison is so challenging. And it's something that I definitely struggle with. Every time that I go through any type of breaking with someone, 
it makes me compare myself to either superficial women who I'm like, well, they must be better than, or he must be looking for, I don't know, a yeah. Gigi Hadid type. This thing I can't even do. You know, I look right. at people on Instagram and that's a huge comparison thing for me. Um, because like Twitter's just funny people. And like, you know, we were all kind of, if you're on Twitter and you're funny, you were probably super awkward and not really pretty in middle school. And I fit right in there with that crowd. So, um, but when I'm on Instagram, I'm like, gosh, these girls are so pretty. But then I'm like, but also like the, the girls that I'm thinking are pretty have like 10 million followers and probably can pay to do some things, you know, that I just can't. And (laughs) so, yeah. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's as, you know, even though I'm 25, I've been listening to Olivia Rodrigo on repeat and people might say it's like sophomoric and like whatever, but I, all of her songs, I'm like, "Mm, I felt this. I felt this. It takes me back. It takes me back, but also I'm living it currently because I kind of started dating late in life. So I'm like this, like, I feel like I'm like a geriatric dater in a way. (laughs) Every time I listen, I love her album. Yes. Every time I listen to it, it just puts me back in high school with yeah. boys that I liked and didn't like or whatever. And I dated in high school, so I definitely if I if her album had come out when I was in high school, I think I would have boomboxed it when my high school boyfriend broke up with me. <laughs> but I also had Taylor Swift for that. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. I've always I've had several we'll get to in the moment I know like serious relationships yeah but I've never been good and we'll never really done more casual dating where I can go on a couple dates with someone and then it's over and it's okay yeah Um, and so I think that it has been even though I haven't done it with a lot of people or for that long I think it has been a good learning experience that it is okay to do that and to put myself out there I would recommend to anyone who wants to go on dating apps, that there is a risk of rejection, but you just have to put yourself out there. You do. And that is okay. It's, and it's as, it's, you're going to get out of it as, with, uh, what's the saying? You're going to get out of it. As much as you put as in. As much as you put in. Yeah. I feel like I'm like dyslexic currently because I'm not. <laughs> anyway. You're a teacher and it's the end of the school year. My you brain is fried. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's honestly, if you want to talk to five guys or ten guys or whatever and you want to set up three dates a week you do that if you want to talk to nobody and you just kind of want to you know like I said be on the sidelines you can do that um yeah I mean there is always the risk of rejection it can Mm -hmm. be as simple as this person's not responding to my messages but yeah it, it really I don't know if it I wouldn't say it builds character, but I think it just gives me a more realistic view of, like, okay, not everyone loves me, and that's okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and I think it also gives me, like, I've gone, I went out on a couple dates with a guy who was honestly really perfect in every Mm -hmm. way, except that he didn't love Jesus the way I love Jesus, and that's okay, that's not my, that's not my area to get into, but I, but for me, that was a deal breaker. And so, you know, and it was hard. Like, I like having to end that because he was really perfect in every other way. At least my perception, only that much in. Obviously, I'm sure there's other problems. But I think it's a good reminder every time that I've gone out with someone and just kind of realize, like, oh, there are, there's normal people out there who are just looking for other normal relationships and they're nice and kind and we can carry a conversation and it'd be good. Um, Cause I think sometimes I think like, Oh, there's no one left or what am I doing? There's dating is so weird. There's nothing out there for me. Yeah. But anytime, anytime I met someone I'm like, Oh, you're, you're really normal and fun and nice and don't appear to keep dead bodies in your closet. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> it's really good to have an open mind on stuff. I mean, I think on the app itself, like, be as picky as you need to because you don't need to like every single person. First of all, yes. if you have Hinge for free, you cannot like every single person unless you want to pay. Um, but <laughs> there is that downside. 
Um, but you know, if I go on a date with somebody and they aren't weren't in my head what I think, I really try to have an open mind. I get frustrated when, and I've heard this. I, I maybe I'm just a cynic, but I don't believe in like love at first sight or the spark or any of this oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I get frustrated when people are so fixated on like I want this is my type. I want this person that does this and this and this, you know, and, and when you hang out with them at one, like one time and they were like, I didn't feel a spark or you're not my type. It's like, okay, well we, if we talked for three hours, obviously it wasn't a terrible time. And I, I personally try to to have an open mind. I know that doesn't mean everyone has an open mind, but I found myself getting frustrated with that kind of mentality of, um, oh, I was talking to actually my sister about it recently, like, recently. I can't even talk, Abby, my brain is so fried, about this whole idea of, like, there's endless possibilities out there. Some people right. have that idea, and then some people are like, oh, this is all I have. Um, right. So the endless possibilities, I mean, yes and no. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, know what you're looking for, have an open mind. Um, know that you're probably going to end up being rejected, but it's not personal. Um, it usually is way more about that other person than you, especially if you have only known each other for like a week. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with all that. I think, and I agree too, definitely be as picky as you need to be on the app itself. I feel like maybe I'm realistic, but I have a lit, a whole, almost like a whole list of, you know, you kind of have to check certain boxes for me to swipe. And some of them are definitely superficial. I do want to be attracted to you. You know, things like that. If you like have a that. fish pick, I automatically swipe left. Oh, fish picks? I don't know. I, I'm guessing in Texas, what would that be? Like, you're next to a hay bale or something? Or do they still no. have fish picks? <laughs> I do have a list of, like, just things I see a lot that are kind of an automatic no for or me. Or the shirtless mirror selfie. Shirtless mirror selfies. I don't know what guys are thinking. Sometimes. It's all for the male gaze. That's a whole other podcast. But. Yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole other podcast. But my biggest things are if they're like really Texan, like if they have Texas swim trunks. Oh god. Okay. Use like have a lot of guns, um, dead animals, things like that. Um, I have a lot of guys who their conversation starter is howdy. Which is totally fine. But I like it ironically. Like, if someone were to say that in Virginia, I'd be like, oh, this is for, like, a cute indie dude, maybe. Uh, or maybe right. a country guy. Um, <laughs> but in Texas, no, I don't I, know. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I try not to dismiss people based on superficial things. Right. But at the same time, if all I get to know about someone before making a decision is a couple of pictures and a couple of fill in the blank questions that let's be real, their friends probably help them create. Yes. 1000%. It's, uh, it's hard. I am going to judge a little bit. I also, because certain things are such a deal breaker for me, and I would recommend this to anyone who wants to avoid heartbreak, set yourself up well. Um, like, because my faith is important to me, I look for someone who mentions that in their profile. Um, I don't need someone who shares every single political view, but if they post something on either end of the spectrum that either I very strongly disagree with, or I just can tell that it would probably result in a lot of further conversations, that's a big turnoff for me. Yes. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've talked to, I hate to say this, but I've talked to a few guys from like Liberty University. Oh, no. And the way – there was one guy in particular I'm thinking of. The way he talked about women was so awful and misogynistic. And yeah. it really turned me off of Liberty Boys. Because and, – and I've talked to a few other people who – it's like, okay, you're okay. But, like, um, yeah, I was like, at what cost? Like, literally, like, right. you know. And, and my faith is really important to me, too. I don't necessarily – make that a factor when I'm choosing to go on a date with somebody, but it's brought, I bring it up at the first thing. Um, and for some people that's, they, that's kind of not, maybe a deal breaker for them that I'm a Christian and, 
you know, right. and then, and, and typically I bring it up and there's talks, you know, we talk about like the church and a lot of controversy. And typically these people have all been to church or, you know, were leaders in like young life or something and they experienced hurt or, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I have some things, um, you know, physically, like, like I said, no fish picks and I want to have like an intelligent, like messaging conversation before I feel yeah. like that's a given. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've also gone on dates with guys who didn't necessarily hold the same political beliefs as me, but that's been kind of humbling as well because I feel like I know everything about every, or I'm right about all these things right. and I'm not necessarily. So yeah. yeah. I think for some, like if someone is just like downloading an app and thinking about like, you know, should I swipe on this person or not, but they don't like live up to this expectation to a certain extent I think it's really okay to be picky like yeah I have certain things that aren't necessarily like complete deal breakers but they're just things that I would really like in a person yeah like working out is really important to me and like I work out after work and that's that's great for and if you don't work out that's okay but it might lead to problems down the line if we just have different lifestyles right but like I travel a lot for my job and personally, I really love to travel yeah. and do a lot. And so if you don't also like that or can at least get behind the fact that I do it a lot, yeah. then we're going to have problems. It doesn't necessarily mean we couldn't make it work. But if right off the bat, if on your profile is like, I don't like to travel, I like to stay at home, then we're just probably not going to be compatible, not in a serious way but just in more of a superficial way that really and at the end of the day I do want like I love and even my family loves like hiking and traveling and adventures and working out and like being active and fit and so I want someone who fits into that because it's what I enjoy and what a lot of my personal time is centered around and so if you don't fit into that totally okay but it just might mean that I'm not as interested in trying to make something work with someone who right off the bat, I know that we have very different interests and very different lifestyles that meshing those would be very challenging. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I have certain things like, you know, I care a lot about what's going on in my own community and in the world. And if someone is just kind of shut off from that, I mean, I spend a lot of energy trying to you know learn about people and society and if someone is just kind of like I'm in my own little bubble that's a big turnoff for me um and also just someone who isn't passionate about anything you know Mm -hmm. some people are just kind of in limbo which is fine you know we had COVID but there's got to be some kind of goal or something like You know, and if there isn't, like, I'm probably not going to stay interested in you for very long. Um, And I think I really like when people are really, like, funny and stuff. I'm just a very big humor person, and I tend to be, like, sarcastic and make jokes. And if it's, like, you're, like, a wall when I'm talking to you, like... (laughs) Oh, it's so hard and a lot of jokes and if someone can't I just love when people can play off my humor well right and it's hard if they can't and I've been in relationships where our humor doesn't mesh and the relationships were I mean I'm currently single so clearly <laughs> but the humor was never the reason why the relationship ended right but I think that it can just be a lot easier if you're I mean, it's kind of like a bonding people. thing, like humor yeah. in general. For me, at least, it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so talking about relationships, I mean, mm-hmm. we're kind of the opposite, and, like, you've been in relationships. I haven't really. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in more dating kind of situations, and you haven't ah. really. Um, so you have more experience with that. I have only had one experience with it. And I feel like I will never be in a relationship ever again. You say that. Your first time, I'm, I'm, your first time in a relationship is what I was told. It's like, you probably won't end up with the first person you're in a relationship with. And I can kind of see that now because I just didn't know what I was doing. 
And I did a lot of, like, comparing myself to other people who were getting into relationships at the time. And I spent so much energy, like, doing that and trying to convince myself that the relationship was okay. That I was, like, less focused on, do I even like this person? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, unfortunately, I am more of an expert than some on breakups. I've had three serious relationships and we can define relationships as we were exclusively dating each other. Um, all those relationships, two of them were for over a year. One of them was for like eight or nine months. So long enough where we met each other's families, talked about the future, things like that. And so, yeah, when they end and you go through that heartbreak, it's hard. It doesn't matter if it's your first relationship or your 20th. I don't know. I'm just, it, it's hard because it you do get, you do get invested in someone and you do fall in love with them. And to have that end is incredibly challenging and you yeah. feel, you feel very empty inside. Yes. And I wish I could say that it like gets easier. Um, I, every breakup I've had has been for different reasons and in different circumstances and in different phases of life. And I do think that I definitely matured and grown in my identity and in my faith and in my walk with the Lord and stuff, but it doesn't make that rejection or that feeling of emptiness go away. It still is very hard. I'm also an Enneagram seven. I love avoiding pain. When I get I'm through a break six wing seven. So <laughs> I fear rejection and I don't like pain. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty notorious for like I'll go through a breakup, then I'll like fly to California, learn to surf. You know? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like this this one breakup I went through and, and looking back, it's like, okay, this relationship was never gonna last you know but and and there were you know I didn't necessarily feel great by the end of it there was sure. just not a lot of reciprocation going on but it didn't make the heartbreak any less like I genuinely cared about this person and it was kind of the situation I know breakups can be kind of different and like some people are still in contact afterwards this one was a cold turkey like mm -hmm. like we're texting like normal quote-unquote normal and then the next day, we're just not talking to each other. And yeah. for more of me, it was, like, the fact that I'm never going to talk to this person again. Like, I'm telling myself, like, we'll meet up at some point, you know. Yeah. But I had never experienced, like, I had never cried so much in my life. And I just never thought that was going to happen. But, like, yeah, like, I went over and I, you know, saw some friends. Because, thank goodness, like, we had already scheduled to hang out. And I was like, guys, I'm broken. And I had... Ugh, driver's license had like come out like really like, around that time and I'm like I'm not even like this song really has nothing to do with this breakup but the fact that like it's a sad song it was on repeat I'm driving like tears streaming down my face you know um and at first I was just I felt just like sick with like rejection you know that just terrible feeling of like no one loves me um I mean, I just felt physically ill for a while, and, like, mm -hmm. um, and as the, yeah, and, and then, uh, you know, I felt a little bit better, like, a week later, and then I would be down, and then up, and yeah. it was, like, a roller coaster, and then I evened out eventually. Now it's been a couple of months, and I can see a lot clearly now, <laughs> a lot more clearly now, but it, it was so, that immediate pain, you know, it was such this awful pain that I would never yeah. wish on anybody else, but I'm, ill. Yeah. it was, it was awful, and, I don't want to go through it again. I probably will. Hopefully next time. I don't know. I will have a scheduled, like, hangout with friends the next day. Um, yeah. But I, I just had to distract myself. I just had to go out, and I was talking to people, and I just had to – I had to distract myself or else I was going to be at home crying into, like, a pint of Ben & Jerry's. So. Yeah. I'm similar where I need to – I'm not good at – just like sitting around and crying over a breakup. Um, it's just not my personality, even mm -hmm. if it, it can be very healthy and cathartic to do that. But um, even when I broke up, well, when he broke up with me, the guy I dated in high school, mm -hmm. um, both of us had did many things wrong in that relationship. But um, I like 
we broke up and I was super sad, but I still had to like go to work that day. So yeah. I remember getting and going to work when um, I broke up with the guy I dated in college. We broke up like on the phone in the middle of the night. It was like one or 2 a.m. Yes. And I had like a 9 a.m. class the next day. Yeah. And I always drove my roommate to campus and we left super early because parking at JMU was a nightmare. <laughs> um, and so she like came into my room at, I don't know, seven or so. It was like, you're ready to go. And I was still sitting in bed, like crying still. And I was like, we just broke up. And she, at the time it felt harsh, but looking back, I'm so grateful for it. She was like, that sucks. That's really hard. But you have to go to class now. Like, life still goes on. Like, you exactly. have to go. Life doesn't stop. I mean, when I went through a breakup last summer and we broke up kind of, like, late afternoon, I immediately went to the gym. I, like, did a really intensive workout. And then I, like, texted my friends and they came over and, you know, we drank and we ate cookies and we ate pizza and they listened to me cry. Yeah. And then the next day I was actually going on vacation with my family and uh, I was really dreading that just because I wanted to kind of process but I went and I hiked in the Pacific Northwest and that healed me Taylor Swift released folklore like we love it yes (laughs) no but it it was it's like you have to distract yourself I mean I remember yeah like the day after because like our the breakup was over the phone it was late at night um so immediately I facetimed like you know, Robin and then somebody else. And then the next morning, you know, the next day I'm crying. But the day after that, like, I went on a walk with my mom and we, like, walked for a while on this, like, trail. And, you know, because, of course, I'm like, I want to reach out. And she was like, no, you can't do that, you know. And then I had work. I had to, like, Monday morning I'm, like, leading a meeting. And I'm like, I have to – life goes on. I can't just – you know, and that was really good, too. The fact that I work at a middle school, it's like, yeah, you kind of have to think about everybody else when you're at work. Yeah. It's, I would say for anyone who's going through a breakup, it's, it is okay to sit in that grief. Grief is not linear. It doesn't heal over time. It's definitely circular. Um, And it takes time. I feel like there's still things that I don't process through a breakup even until I'm almost in, like when I went through a really bad breakup in college with, it was just a, not a good situation, the relationship. And there was definitely bad things that were in that relationship, like due to toxicity and like trauma that just happened. And when I got, I thought I had processed through all of it. But when I started dating the next guy that I dated, I kind of realized, Oh no, I haven't, I've processed through this, but now I'm in this new experience with this new person and there are still some things that like there's still this skeleton in my closet there's still these things where I need to tell you you know talk to you about like hey if you do this and I have this reaction this is why you know it's because of this in my past and so I think that you know as much as you can process a breakup it never is fully processed until I don't know I maybe I'll still deal with reciprocal ramifications from breakups for forever. Um, But it doesn't, I don't have any regrets um, from my past. Right. um, Because it has made me realize what I want and it's made me stronger too. But it would be nice if I didn't, you know, if I didn't go through a breakup and have to wear a baseball cap so no one could see me crying in class. Right, you're like not wearing makeup. (laughs) Um, or, like, mascara. Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, this was one breakup, and um, it. I definitely learned about more of what I want. You know, I learned a lot, my, about, a lot more about myself and how I was acting in this relationship. Um, and I could see how in the future that would affect another relationship. I could see how I could easily put walls up because I'm a very, like, safety-minded, I'm going to protect myself at all costs kind of person. Yeah. And before this relationship, that never was, I mean, that was never, like, bad for me. I would never got hurt really that bad, you know, I could, but, but now, but going through that, I definitely would want to, you know, prevent that. And so, um, I could see how that would affect me in the future. But, um, yeah, I mean, in the whole situation, like, I'm glad it happened. And I know the whole time, 
you know, I remember thinking, I don't regret anything I did in the relationship. Like, if I could go back, I would probably do everything the exact same. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, but I know that I probably made some decisions that weren't beneficial for me that kind of made me um, put more of myself out there or, like, kind of trying to be enough for the other person is a big thing for me. Um, and that can really just drain you when you're just trying to make this other person happy. Um, and if nothing's making them happy, it's, you're going to be completely drained. Um, so yeah, in in a weird way with that breakup, um, you know, I felt relieved, but I was also crazy sad. Like the relief didn't really help, but. (laughs) Being sad is definitely okay. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it it's shows so that I cared about this person, and yeah. hopefully they cared about me, you know, and I don't, I don't regret any of the time we spent together. I think yeah. we both, it was both of our first relation, it, both of us were in our first relationship, so we both were figuring it out, you know, yeah. and we both made mistakes, and we both are not bad people. We just hey. fell into this place, and... It didn't work out, and yeah, I don't regret it. I mean, I can now say I've been in a relationship, which makes me seem like I have way more experience than I go on dates now. Great. <laughs> I think it's also one of those things where um, it's a, that's why it's so important to have your own things and also just know where your identity is. Right. And it's not in another person. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely, like – Every you know when I go through a breakup or even just like a ghosting situation now, I mean I'll go and like work out for a long time or just like spend more time with the Lord, and I think like those are very healthy coping mechanisms compared to past coping mechanisms. You know, like I definitely had yeah. not healthy coping mechanisms. Like I went through very you know really like a lot of different issues with body image and stuff when I went through a breakup with a guy I dated in high school and um, definitely was isolated from some of my friends and I went through a breakup in college but now I feel like I I'm independent I know I know what I want and that I know if it doesn't work out with someone I know where my identity is I know the things that still give me peace and happiness Uh, but it's hard it's so hard when that person who on some level you think that they really could be it is suddenly not and I also had that feeling of like oh my gosh now I have to start over <laughs> that's the thing that's another thing it's like oh, I don't want to go back into this dating realm um and then I get back into it and I'm like okay I'm coasting and then I'm like mm, actually no it's not working out for me um uh, but yeah no I think you know it's so easy for me to think like if especially if it's like you know, with male attention, like, this guy's Mm -hmm. not giving me attention, this guy doesn't like me, I'm so lonely, that loneliness factor, I, it's kind of like, oh, no one likes me, but then I look around, and I have this community of people that I work with, that I go to church with, that I'm friends with, family, like, I have all these people in my life who care about me, um, and so just because, and this is the thing I have to remind myself of when it's like, oh, I get rejected by all these guys on dating apps, or I feel like I do. I mean, you know, it's kind of like a overgeneralization. They but... rejected one time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be lonely forever. But that's not true. You know, I've always, I've been single for most of my life, and I've been very fulfilled in relationships. Um, yeah. And so I have to remind myself that it's just – it's really just not getting so tied up in my feelings and what I'm feeling at the moment and making them factual because I do that. I'm a very, like, I don't know. Maybe I don't – I think I'm an emotional person. Um, I just get so tied up in that, and then I'm like, oh, just because I feel this, it must be true. Uh, but that's, yeah, not the case, so. Ah. Yeah, it's – it's so hard and I think every time that in the past when I've gone through a breakup it's hard to want to put yourself back out there yeah oh I recommend I mean take the time you need to heal but don't let like one rejection or one breakup 
suddenly make you think, well, I better just like sit at home. And if the right guy or girl is out there, then they'll find me at home. It's like, well, you can't always assume that the Amazon delivery driver is going to be the end of the use. Yeah, mine's like probably 80, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, that's well, so true, I feel, though. I feel like just in general, heartbreak, whether it's through relationships or through just other things through getting rejected through a job or through something that you genuinely really want and it just doesn't work out in life. I think that as humans, we have to learn how to process and handle and move forward from those experiences. And sadly, a great way to learn through that is through dating relationships. But um, it shouldn't mean, and I wish that it wasn't like that. I wish that, well, I, I don't anymore. I wish that the first person I ever dated turned out to be my soulmate because I don't think that we're now that we're both adults I don't think that we're that compatible anymore even though he's he's a great guy he's just not a great for me and that's totally okay um but I think that um yeah I just think that you know it's okay to put yourself out there and heartbreak sucks it's okay to sit in it that's why Taylor Swift has written everything she's written that's where the artists that's where artists make their best art is just being sad honestly yeah. like and um, it's okay to drink wine and listen to taylor swift and lay on the ground but at some point you got to get off the ground and you got to move forward and it doesn't necessarily mean dating someone new right away but you have to just move forward in life because if your identity was in that relationship then it shouldn't have been and yeah i do think that at least for me, I try to be as upfront and honest with people as yes. I can. And I appreciate when they are too. Yes, 1000%. Like, I don't want to be, I wouldn't say manipulated, but like, I don't want someone to just be trying to get, like, want me to, like, be happy about whatever they're presenting me with. I would like uh, to, like, be adults about it and, yeah, be as, as honest as possible um, with each other. Um, absolutely I think it's it's just one of those things where we all go through it and it's so hard but hopefully eventually you are led to a person who makes it all worthwhile I mean I know that not all of us are guaranteed a partner for life and I'm very aware of that and but hopefully if you aren't led to a person that you know uh, fulfills, you know, fits into that mold, then at least it makes you, at least dating my, in my experience and breakups in my experience have made me stronger and molded me into the person that I am today. Yeah. And for that, I'm grateful for them. There's a lot of reasons why I'm not grateful for them. <laughs> so I'm going to like end with this little anecdote, unless you have anything else to add. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. So this is kind of a a weird way of meeting this person, but I had mentioned, like, I had a situationship. I, I wouldn't even call that. We were hanging out for a month, but I really, I did like this guy. It was the first kind of um, time I had liked someone from a dating app, and I was new to all of it, um, and then I mentioned, like, he was talking with his ex-girlfriend, so, like, they had been dating for, like, a long time before this breakup, and then I was kind of, like, there with, you know, other people. Um, and then we kept in contact afterwards. Like, it, I say contact, like, sending each other, like, memes or something. Like, sure. I would send him jokes about being short or, you know, whatever. Um, but, um, through, like, just seeing, like, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories or whatever, I saw that his girlfriend, she was living, because they started dating again, she was living across the country, she moved back here to live with him. Um, and so when I went through my breakup, I texted him and I was like, hey, like, I hope you and um, this girl uh, are are doing well. Um, would she ever want to grab a drink or something? Because I'm like, I need to find people. I need to distract myself. And he was like, yeah, she would love to. So we hung out. You know, this is like a week after my breakup, basically. And I, you know, she really had a lot of good things to say. It was a great conversation. But she said something that really stuck with me, and it was so simple, but she was like, you know, like, I had broken up with this guy because I wanted to know that I could live without him, you know, Mm -hmm. because they'd been together for so long. Um, And I realized that, like, he is a good addition to my life, and 
if I want to date someone who's a good addition, you know, I think with sometimes people date and they're like, oh, this is like, not, it's not like the, my boyfriend's sucking the life out of me, but like sometimes I just date this person and they're just like there, but I would want someone to be like a good positive addition because my life is already good. Your life is already good, but somebody yeah. who's like adding something positive to it, not necessarily just like attack on boyfriend. So yeah, no, for sure. And it's so easy to want to try and make like a failing relationship work. But at the end of the day, you do want someone who is a positive benefit in your life. And if, if you don't find that in another person, then don't try to make it work with someone who negates your life. And that's why anytime that I go through a heartbreak or I'm rejected, I always just remember like if they rejected me, even if it was for superficial reasons, well, I don't want someone who doesn't think, you know, who I want someone who is with me because they think I'm beautiful and smart and funny. I want someone who wants me, not like in a bad way, but I want someone who's going to like make me a better person and I'm going to make them a better person. Um, I I just want somebody who like makes me want to be a better person. And we're both, you know, um, like just working to be better people in general. And yeah. yeah, I've I've always said that, like, you know how so many people talk about that they're looking for someone who makes them feel safe and secure, and those are always great things, but yeah. I always feel, end up feeling trapped when it's not a good situation. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'll know that it's the right thing when I feel free, when I feel really... When you like can this, be this, yourself and that person still accepts uh, you. Yeah. And this person you know, supports me and I support them. It is mutual. Um, I do want to be very supportive of anyone I'm dating, but that I feel free to live my life and be me and be free and pursue the things I want to pursue. But yet the, there's this person who's standing next to me who's doing all their own, pursuing their own passions and joys. But yet we're also doing things together and building each other up. Yeah. And yeah, I think that, that that sounds great. And I I look forward to maybe one day that being my life. But if not, yeah. I also full and complete in not only in Christ, but also just my life is, is good right now. Yeah. And dating will be an addition it wouldn't be a completion yeah I want it to be a good addition and I've learned through lots of you know meeting up lots of people meeting with lots of people (laughs) meeting up with lots of people and this one relationship and I'm gonna hold up Hold up fingers, okay? No one How many, wait, what do you mean? Numbers? How many dates I've been on? Yeah. I don't even know, honestly. Oh, we track more than 10.